Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, Andy's over talking about golf on the Betsperts golf feed. Matthew Rooney joins us. We get a little bit of hockey on our life, but he is rocking the Betsperts golf hat. Did Andy find some way to give everybody a discount this week? Thanks to uh, Yeah, he did. That's why I had to wear the. I wanted to wear the Betsperts golf hat just because I know I like to give. Uh, we like to give Andy some crap here, but they are just on fire to start the year. I think it was Noonan who gave out Max Home at 31 to win uh, win this week. So that's three consecutive three consecutive weekends where they've had a big enough win that they're giving out a discount. So I think it's 30% off now in honor of Max Homa's uh, 30 to one win. And that, that uh, helped our guys cash. Man, those guys are all three weeks into the season up at an insane amount of units already. So good for them. I wish I uh, kind of remembered to tail them because I, I usually tell myself I'm going to, and then Thursday morning comes around a lot quicker than I expect or last week it's Wednesday morning. It starts early. And it's like, ah, Damn, I forgot to put that in. And then, of course, they all win. I forget it pays for itself. So get in there, people, and check it out. Um, you know, Andy does a great job on the show, but there's so much more stuff when you get into the Discord um, and start to see everything's flowing through. Again, three straight winners. And, um, you know, not that they're going to do that every week, but like no. every other well, week, every third week, I think, basically. Andy had like a head-to-head record of nine and two, I think. And, again, that's not something that's going to happen every week, but like nine – the guy knows how to pick these head-to-head matchups. Again, don't like giving him credit for much, but he's good at that. So I, I can I can give him credit for that. Well, check that out. Let's get into some actual sports, though. You know, we talked about Super Bowl MVP a little bit last week. Now that we actually know what the games are here, we thought we'd take a look at the odds. And um, there's even kind of some derivative markets here. So let's take a look at the individual players. Um, as, as no surprise here, the quarterbacks are right up there at the top. Then you've got Kelsey and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, who hasn't, you know, I had a really big game yet. I, I wonder kind of what's going on there. I mean, Devontae Smith, 26 to one. That's where some of the numbers kind of get interesting. Hassan Reddick after forcing two turnovers. And then the third one was not a turnover, but he did rip the ball right out of the quarterback's hands. That was pretty stinking cool. That was cool. Um, a really nice number at 34. Sanders, we saw get a couple touchdowns. Any of these numbers stick out to you? Again, it's kind of quarterbacks or somebody who's going to get two touchdowns or something like that. I mean, it's, I, I know it would be hard for Mahomes to not win it if the Chiefs win, but like Kelsey at 1300 or 13, the plus 1300, 13 to one, like he's a big enough name and like a big enough kind of icon. I feel like that if he were to have two to three touchdowns, which is very possible for him and him to have one of those, you know, 12, 13 reception type games and say maybe all of the touchdowns Mahomes throw are to Kelsey. Like that's a guy that I could see them giving it to because Travis Kelsey is one of the, he's not a quarterback obviously, but he's one of the biggest games in the sport. So like, that's one that wouldn't, you know, that 13 to one, I might be willing to take a flyer on. I know we talked about it last week with Nick Bosa. Um, obviously the Niners did not advance, but looking like kind of defensively, I mean, Hassan Reddick's been amazing all season. And if he can get after Mahomes and cause a couple turnovers again, that's a guy maybe. And similar to Aaron Donald last year. Like I know he didn't win it, but like he was right there and probably came as close to a defensive player can without winning it. Um, Chris Jones at 50 to one, like he's been the story for the chiefs this year about how dominant he is in the middle. And if he is able to force a couple turnovers, like I think at 50 to one, that's a decent fly, decent flyer to take for me, especially with how much the Eagles run the football. I think he's going to have a chance to cause some havoc. Yeah, I like all those quite a bit. You know, Patrick in the chat talking about Kenny Gainwell. That would be interesting to see maybe if one of the Eagles' backup running backs could have good um, first goal scorer, NHL. 
Well, let's think about that. I don't even know where to begin on that. But um, we do have some derivatives here, and these are pretty interesting. You know, you get the position of the quarter position of the Super Bowl winner there. Quarterback, yeah. obviously, the big favorite. You know, you put those two odds together. That's basically where you end up there, kind of minus 310. Wide receiver, plus 680. I think a lot less interesting. I mean, if it's going to be a wide receiver, I think you just try to pick somebody. Um, you do a little bit better, especially given how beat up the Chiefs wide receivers are. Mm-hmm. Tight end at 9-1 to one is interesting. I wonder if that's a little better than just taking Kelsey because you do at least get Goddard in that situation. Yeah, and, and Goddard you- has been, it seems like, Hurts' favorite red zone target, too. So he's a guy who, like you said, could could end up with two touchdowns in that one. Yeah, tight end is kind of interesting. I'll see what kind of numbers are out there. And then you've got running backs and um, special teams players. Maybe a long snapper. Did uh, Jake Elliott have you know go six for six in a eighteen to fifteen win? You think that could happen? It could happen. I really hope it doesn't. That would be brutal. And then um, this is what I was kind of more interested in: quarter any any position but a quarterback. And Plus 225, I mean, that's not a bad look there. It's probably something I'll play. Curious to see, again, as other people hang that number. What do you think of anything but a quarterback? I mean, I think – I don't dislike it, but I think if I was going to take something, I'd just take the chance at 9-1 to with a tight end or, you know, whatever with a running back. Like, I I don't think plus 225 for me is enough juice for me to take someone outside of the quarterback. I think I'd want to try and enroll the dice with some bigger odds and try and hit it, try and zero it in a little bit more, whether that's a specific player in Kelsey or Goddard or position group and, you know, tight end, or if I wanted to go running back, whatever. How about you? Dig it. So a couple of early looks for you. Give us your thoughts in the comments. Let us know if there is a position you like or something, but what official picks next week? We've got to warm up to it. It's nice to have all this time to soak in all the props. I'm with you. I was scrolling through that because I know this this morning we were thinking about some NFL stuff to talk about, and which you know settled on MVP again. I was already looking for to see if they had some some good props out yet. Unfortunately, nothing really yet. But I wanted to try and sink my teeth into some of those and get some get some bets down. There was one that I saw that was kind of interesting. It was player to lead the playoffs in rushing, and Miles Sanders at plus. It's basically adds up to be Miles Sanders is like plus 650 to run for 108 yards. And yeah, is that a lot? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a big chunk, especially since they have a lot of guys carry the football. But like you're one or two big ripped off runs away and like an Eagles second half lead from that being threatened. I think it's plus 650. Like McCaffrey's the leader. Uh, and I think the Sanders and Gainwell are both within striking distance. If you're going to take someone, you probably roll the dice with Sanders there because he's the feature back. But like, that one to me was was pretty interesting. I think Sanders is plus 650 and Gainwell's plus 750 or maybe it's flipped. Um, but th- those two guys for me at that prop was uh, was a little bit interesting. That is. I'm going to have to double check that. I mean, it's always good to look at that kind of stuff. But let's get in some actual sports tonight. We'll start in the association. I've got two bets here on just a five-game slate. And I was looking around. I didn't find first basket odds for the Bulls up anywhere yet. Um, Pope I don't see if it's on – MGM. It's not on DraftKings. Uh, I guess maybe there's an injury thing. They are playing the Clippers. That's true. And like you always talk about, we don't bet Clippers games until just before tip-off. It's hard to do. But, um, yeah, if you're looking at that, you know, quickly, uh, again, Vucevic is not great in terms of tip win percentage. So try to look for a Clipper. Um, mm-hmm. And as you start to look at your Clippers, um, you know, the Bulls have generally given up a lot to centers. So maybe like a Zubach or something like that. We'll see once those odds I think pop I, up. I think I might sprinkle the centers then, Zubach and Vooch. Because whenever the Bulls do get that first basket, it seems like it's Vooch about 90% of the time. 
It is quite a bit. I mean, in general, I like your Bulls tonight. Now, I don't need that stress in my life as, as three-point underdogs, not knowing what the Clippers are doing. But, you know, if you wanted to sprinkle a little on your Bulls, I wouldn't hold that against you. Interesting. Um, the other games, you've got the Bucks as big favorites over the Hornets. Maybe an over there. You know, Lamelo's been playing. That team's been fun. The Heat play the Cavs. All those numbers look right to me. Thought maybe about playing an over there. But two bets I do like. Um, one number has moved against me. Um, one number has moved with me here. So a, a little tough to parse this out. I'll start with the New York Knicks. Um, I laid three points with the Knicks about two, maybe two and a half hours ago. Uh, someone has come in and bet the Lakers. Uh, this line is down to one and a half. Um, that leads me to believe that maybe both LeBron and Anthony Davis will be playing tonight. You know, we're kind of expecting maybe just one of those two guys. Um, regardless here, I'll probably go back and add some Knicks, honestly, if this number continues to move. I think this is a great spot for them. They've been great at home, generally play better, honestly, against some of the better teams, really kind of up their game. I mean, this team is deep. I think that the Lakers starting five, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are in, is definitely going to give them some trouble. But once those guys head to the bench, the Knicks are really going to be able to either expand a lead or catch up pretty quickly, given how much better their second unit is than what Los Angeles is putting out there. Um, back to back for the Lakers, you know, again, the two stars did not play last night, but Everybody who did got a good run in. There was a lot of um, shots up in that game. The pace was very high. So I like this spot quite a bit for the Knicks, and, and we'll see what happens. Again, I haven't seen any injury news, but generally when you have a move like that, and it is only a point and a half, but still something to keep an eye on. So I, I will play the Knicks, and again, might go back and add a little bit more, see how that shakes out. And then Pelicans Nuggets under. Um, this number has jumped around a little bit this morning, but it's starting to finally fall down. I was able to get 234. I'm looking at 231 right now. Um, I would play anything. If it gets back to 232, that's worth a play. But, uh, you know, anything below that is really tough. I mean, uh, these Nuggets games have been very slow at home. The Pelicans have really struggled to score without Zion Williamson. Even though Brandon Ingram is back and makes them better, it does. It keeps these games very slow. So the offense is getting to be a little more efficient, but there's just not enough possessions to get the points you need to get to some of these big numbers. Um, again, Nuggets defensively have been much better at home. So I had this one closer to 229, um, you know, not quite 230. So again, anything 232, if it bounces back up or lower, looks good. And then we're playing the Knicks. Um, you know, good luck to you guys. You're going to get a little better number than me, but I might go back and add some more anyway. I like it. Um, I the Lakers played last night, and I, the Knicks seem like they play a little bit better at home, and I, I, I like that. Why not roll the dice with it? The Lakers have been playing a little bit better lately, but still. Not a fan. It helps again. Evan Anthony Davis is really big for them, um, especially yeah. defensively. And we'll see. I mean, LeBron's getting better and better. We'll see if he can pick it up, but still probably not going to be a postseason in Los Angeles, which would be so sad. Yeah, they still – I haven't. I've looked at the Eastern Conference stand, uh, standings recently, but in the West, like where are they sitting right now? Um, just outside of the plan, I believe. I'll double check okay. here. Let's second. keep them there. I'm all for it. I mean, it wasn't as, as fun as last year when we made a bunch of money. But yeah, there are there are two and a half games out of the plan. So Lakers got okay. some work to do. We'll see. Maybe Hachimura is the answer. I doubt it. But yeah, that was. They, they feel like any trade that the Lakers were to make that would be made to seem like it's some big deal, and they just got a whole lot better. But I feel like he doesn't make them. It was a good move. Sig but, yeah, but, he's a nice. It's a nice addition, but it's not you know something that's putting him over an edge. Yeah. All right. We only have three games in the NHL tonight. This is yeah. Great. And they only had one last night. It's very, we're coming up to the all-star break. So I think teams oh, are starting to slow down. Yeah. All-star break is coming up. So teams are starting to slow down. We're also starting to see some, uh, some trade movement coming around too. I know the NBA trade deadline is next week, right? The ninth, I believe it is. So that should be interesting. So. NH NHL's is about a month away. It's like the I think March 3rd, something like that. It's the first couple days in March, but we're starting to see some of those moves. 
Um, I did get a little creative today because you've been asking for some second period overs and I found a second period over I liked, but the second period over on Caesars was over one and a half at minus 189. So I avoided it, but I, I added a little bit, had a little twist because Caesars has some fantastic, like Caesars has some fantastic period bets. If you're looking to bet first, second or third period, Caesars had like 15 different options for me. Um, I will start with my actual straight up normal pick. Um, I'm going with a plus money puck line with the Carolina Hurricanes hosting the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Carolina's won five in a row. They just got done beating Boston. They're very, very good. The Kings are going through a little bit of a slump. Um, I, I'm just going to kind of fade them here and take the Carolina Hurricanes. Any team that just beat Boston is, is good in my book and they just keep on winning. Uh, and, and the Kings have had trouble, had, have had trouble scoring the last week or so, uh, last two weeks, and their goaltending situation is not ideal. They're allowing oh, just under three and a half goals a game this year. So let's go with the really good team against the team that has trouble uh, keeping the puck out of their own net on a nice plus money puck line there. Cap second period result in two plus goals. So that's that's over one and a half. Um, and then I need the Caps to win that second period. We're going up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets are a very bad hockey team. They're one of the teams now with my Blackhawks in the race trying to tank hard for Bedard. Um, I'm fading them here. The Caps have gone, I think, seven of their last eight games have seen two or more goals in that second period. Uh, and a lot of those, the majority of those have hit three or four. So it really has been no doubters from the second period. Uh, there was no value on the minus 189 at over one and a half. I was looking for an over two, but really the only place you can find those second period lines that I've seen is Caesars. So we're going to take the better hockey team, the good hockey team competing for a playoff spot to beat the awful team in the second period and to see two plus goals of plus 210. Is that, I know it's not this, this straight up over, but does that do it for you? Be good there? I, I, like I, I, I found a I way for some nice plus money odds. I wanted to get creative for you because we're getting to the time of the time of year in <laughs> the NHL, especially if you only got one or two games on three games tonight. We need to find that second period over. We need to we need to find it's time our Maple Leaf second period overs, and this is our first step towards finding that. Is there going to be some some trial and error, maybe? But this is our first step. We're we're giving it the old college try. I like it. I like that yeah. quite a bit. And I did. I just liked your handicap as well as the Hurricanes Kings. The Kings can't stop teams from scoring. And that's important, I would understand. I would assume. It's it's usually important when you want to win hockey games, especially uh, on the road against Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. It really, yeah. really, that's, that, that vibes. But let's get into some tennis. Again, things happening all over the world. Not too many lines open right now, but a couple picks for us. Um, you know, one I talked about yesterday that will be starting up in Lyon. Um, we do have a match going right now. Our underdog, Teresa Martinsova, uh, I believe is just getting underway against Caroline Garcia. Um, ooh, Garcia has a break point already. I'm just going to close out a flash score. I don't need to watch that. Um, <laughs> We'll see how that goes. A lot of tennis left to be played, but uh, next up on court would be Anna Bogdan versus Clara Burrell, um, a match that I expect to be very competitive. I do make Bogdan a favorite. A lot of the spreads and money lines were pretty close to my numbers, but again, these first set bets that I continue to really like, given the way I expect this match to go, it, it feels like we're looking at a 7-5-ish kind of first set, 6-2 second set kind of situation. Bogdan is the type of player that really puts away opposition if she can take that first set. Um, Burrell, again, kind of has... 
a similar profile here. So as I looked at this, I had this nine and a half closer to minus one twenty five. Honestly, may have hung. You know, if I was hanging over myself, maybe a, a cheap ten or something like that. Take the push. Um, but really like this at plus money here. So go ahead and grab that again. That'll be underway. And talked about that yesterday, so you might already have that in. And then I mentioned yesterday that there is actually a clay tournament happening in Cali. Cali, located of course in Colombia, as we all know, the very famous Colombian city. I definitely knew that. Um, <laughs> definitely didn't think you were talking about California. No, it's, it's hard mean? to read. I keep looking at it and over and over and over again. That's what I see. But we're going to take a big, big underdog here in, in what is kind of a goofy tournament. And they're very much double-edged swords. It's hard to figure out what form a lot of these women are in because they haven't necessarily been playing some of the bigger events um, down under. It's a surface change for a lot of the field. They just went from playing quick hard courts to coming in and playing some really slow clay courts. And, uh, you know, there tends to be a little more variance, a little more wildness and as I look at this, Nadia Podoroska is minus 1,300 against, uh, you know, Reka, Luka, Jani. And um, Jani is definitely the underdog here. Podoroska is a much better tennis player, much higher level, really comfortable on clay, but is much too erratic, especially in this situation here, to be such a big favorite. I had this closer to plus 400. Uh, you know, honestly, I started at first bit out plus 350 and tweaked some stuff for kind of recent form, got a little bit closer to the market here, but still can't get anywhere near the 6-1 to one and not going to take the spread. Um, you know, this is a match I think Potaroska could beat her pretty comfortably if she does win. But there's a good shot here that Jenny, you know, not only takes a set but gets this done here. So having to grab plus 600 on the money line, go ahead and give that a little bit of a play, a half unit. You know, you know you I mean, you, you you're teasing me with a plus 600 money line here. I have to take it. I, uh, how many times oh, do I, I tell you I'm a sucker for these plus money tennis bets? You give me plus 600 and you backed up a reason why it's going to happen. I'm in. I'm in. It's here for some some wildness. It's it's best at two out of three. Again, we're on clay, which is generally good for dogs. So let's see if we can start clay season or the quick clay thing. Because it's so strange. They play one clay tournament and the next like month and a half is hardcore again. So again, a lot of crazy stuff probably going to happen down there. We'll see how it goes. Um, anything else here before we wrap it up? I think we touched on everything. Is there yeah, any I think soccer we, we should pretend to know something about? Uh, that's 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 for Dan <laughs> in the comments. That's that's not our area. That's good. That's very smart. And, oh, yeah. Jason, in terms of a first goal score, I got nothing right now because I got to look up some stuff and there's still a few games. But if I find something, I'll throw it up on Betsburgs later. I like that. That'll be good. So keep an eye out for that. Again, lots of fun stuff. Good job by everybody today in the comments. While you're floating around there, give us a thumbs up. Dump, dump some comments in there. Give us your best ideas for Super Bowl MVP picks. We'll be looking for those and a lot more Super Bowl stuff next week and a lot more betting tomorrow. See you then.